with our ups and downs, with our injuries that uh, we've sustained throughout the year, with guys being in our lineup. Uh, I think, you know, it's been a little topsy turvy. It's been tough for us at times, but I think it's, it's shaping us into who we are, finding ways to continue to lean on each other as brothers, um, finding a way to continue to hold hope um, despite, you know, whatever situation might be that night and to get a win, you know, with, that, with those top guys out. With Pat out, um, we wanted to keep a streak alive, but I'm really proud of the way our young guys battle, um, the way they continue to fight, the way they never gave up, uh, found ways to get stops, found ways to, to generate offense. And um, like I said, I'm just proud of this, this group and just happy to be a part of this group. the sound of the celebrational Clipper Woo! W can opening, the wow. sound of the horn and the sound of Burbank <laughs> Hank's toot and wow. I believe you tooted. Did you just toot? No, I didn't toot, but I mean, I wouldn't you know went, because honestly, I'm a little lightheaded after the final four minutes and 22 seconds of that game. Toot, 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 toot. I screamed at the wow. top of my lungs. Oh what my was the, God. what was like the, the the game winner by Reggie Jackson, the three ball to tie it by Reggie Jackson, the Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard trap steal, the Terrence Mann slam to get us within three when we were down five, the fact that the Clippers just held Detroit to no field goals in the final four minutes and however many seconds, holy crap was that the greatest <laughs> Clipper W. Uh, of the season. I mean, well, I think that listen, was better than the Atlanta comeback. I we're we're, we're going to spend this entire podcast singing the praises of one Reggie Action Jackson. And man, call it, him hot sauce. it started with him. You know, we were down 11 in the fourth quarter with four minutes and 22 seconds to go. Uh, but then right coming into the timeout, Zoo makes a two. Uh, we were not shooting great most of the game. We At that point, we're like 5 of 26 from 3, and we're the number one, not only the number one three-point efficiency team in the league, we're also put up the most amount of threes in the league, but we make the most amount sure. of threes. Uh, but we were 5 of 26, but we were playing great D. And then Reggie with a 3. Now we're only down 5 points. Uh, and and then they started this really. It was kind of fun. It's fun when it happens to other teams. The hack a shack on Plumley. I don't know what you call it. The drum a plum. That's <laughs> sure. I like it. Uh, the pound. The pound a bond. Drum a bum uh, And man, at that point, it was the just plum pounder. It was all Zubots, Reggie, and Terrence Mann. I mean, that is just what it was. Mann had a decisive dunk. At one point, a steal. Amir Coffee deflection. Man oh, in yeah. traffic dish to Reggie. That got us the tie. inbound deflection. I forgot about the Amir Coffee inbound deflection. How yeah. big was that from Amir Coffee with the ups to get his fingers on? And that was right what after. A great that was that right is. after the tie. Man, man dished. Man came in with four, three or four defenders all over him and dished out to Reggie, who drained the three. That put us 98 to 98. And then on the inbound pass, Coffee Amir. deflects it. Two man, oh. I mean, and it just that was for the timeout. And at that point, basically, we were out of breath. We're, we should we're really we jumped way ahead of ourselves. We should have set this game up a little bit better. <laughs> no, like, we shouldn't have. But I mean, no, holy we shouldn't wow. have. We we were f missing. 
five uh, starters, Clippers sure. fans. Literally missing all starters. Missing, You're missing Serge all, Ibaka. I cannot honestly You're missing cannot, Pat Beverly. Come on. We're used to missing those guys. We were missing Mook Morris, who just lit it up literally last night. We were missing Paul George, who just lit it up literally last night. And we were missing Kawhi Leonard. All five. You got to think starters. that most of those guys will be playing on Friday. Like, just tell me the last time you can think of watching an NBA game where all five starters did not play. I mean, are on. not available. Are not available. But you know who we did have? Who did we have? Some of our favorite Clippers. You know why they're our favorites? Because they're because they're Clippers players. <laughs> yes, because they're Los Angeles Clippers. The depth is so deep. So Luke deep. Kennard with his second career double-double. Hear me say that. Luke Kennard with his second career double-double. You know his mom tweeted something about it. I love following her on Twitter. Luke Kennard with a double-double. Zubots with a double-double. Oh, yeah, big Luke one. Kennard had like... I think Luke Kennard had 10 rebounds, which he you did. cannot, you he cannot did. sleep on French for duck, Luke Kennard. You know Nicholas Batum has said, uh, you know, mon ami, Luke Kennard. Kennard is a duck where I'm from, Paris. And then Luke Kennard goes, hey, man, I don't understand what you're saying, Nico, but you're all right, girl. I mean, you, you needed Kennard getting rebounds. This is, what a, this is what great players do, right? He went one for six from three. Which is not to, which is right. not to throw shade at Kennard because literally no nobody Clipper, was shooting threes. No, yeah. no, the best three point shooter on the night was Reggie Jackson, three of six, and take away the last couple of threes in those last couple of minutes of the game, and he's he's much lower than that. It's more, you know what I mean? Sure, they uh, got him when they needed him. But you know, really great players when their shots are not falling, turn around and get ten get ten rebounds. Come on, Kennard, come on, and man. <laughs> Man, after a really a big game the night before, we're getting late in the season. We've got injured players. We had a couple of former Pistons in Reggie and Luke. I'm remembering that right, right? Reggie Jackson was a was yeah, a Piston. Yeah, Reggie Jackson was a Piston for a long time. Um, and man, just a big, just a big, big win. And we our ball oh, movement massive. has been so nice. But but oh wow, I'm lightheaded. Honestly, I'm so blown away by that. There was a moment. When getting into the fourth quarter, where I just went, man, I really want to podcast tonight, but we don't like to, we never podcast after losses. And I really want to get to talk to Chris. And then every minute that ticked off the clock, I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I love the fact that we have won seven in a row, which ties our longest win streak of the season. I believe it ties our longest win streak of the season. But tonight was a night where you go, well, you know, even if we don't get the W, you got to applaud the bench effort and getting us back into that game late. And the fact that our superstars are being rested and they were so lit on the side and so hyped for the bench, making it a competitive game. And then the icing on the cake and the candles on top of that clipper cake was the fact that we got that W. I, and it wasn't OT. I thought, oh, here we go. Here comes overtime. These poor guys now have to play, you know, nine quarters of basketball in 24 hours. And I was I was exhausted watching the game. I'm not playing the game. I'm sitting on my comfortable Bob's Discount Furniture sectional. My Grayson sofa, just $9.99. Sorry, force of habit. Anyway, <laughs> I was exhausted comfortably watching that game. 
And I love the fact that we won. I love the fact that our superstars got rest and were jumping up and down with sheer delight and joy for their fellow Clippers, shipmates, teammates, the unsinkable friendship that is the Clippers ship. I loved the fact that we got some minutes for DeMarcus Cousins tonight. I love the fact that Rondo is still undefeated. When Rondo suits up as a Clipper, the Clippers win every time. I love the fact that Charles Barkley said that bull crap in the halftime show of so many games ago, and the Clippers haven't lost since. I love this team, Hank. I love them, too. It's very. It, what's very fun here is, is are you aware of what our record is in the second game of back-to-backs this season? Are you aware of what believe, it is? I believe it's nine and one. It is now ten and one. Boom. Ten and one in the second game in, of ba- of a back-to-back for us. And I thought for sure the nine and one. I thought it was going to be nine and two. Looking at missing right. all of our starters. Now, to be fair, we're playing mm-hmm. you know a Detroit Pistons team that. Swept them. The exact opposite record of us. You know, if we're 33 and 18, they're 18 and 35 or something like that, whatever that is off the top of my head. Uh, Right. But even still, down five starters, second night of a back to back on the road, you know, multiple new players, guys on minutes restrictions. Rondo and Cousins, as far as I know, still on minutes restrictions for sure, Rondo. Oh, yeah. Uh, But Cousins came up with some boards at a key moment in the first quarter. He really did. Oh, yeah. At a point where we were tied up, 19-19, Boogie came in with some really nice rebounds. And as you know, I'm a big – after after many years of dragging Cousins, I dragged him for years. Oh, you hated him. Um, you hated Boogie and Clay sev- Thompson. Those several, were your two least favorite players. Several years ago, I got on board with Cousins and was really disappointed that it didn't work out from with the Pelicans and was honestly very disappointed it didn't work for him across the hallway – uh, with the Lakers, I really the want I want redemption for him. I feel like he's a dude who's who's trying to he's do the right ring. thing. And uh, yeah, sure, I guess. He never wore it. He never wore it. He's going to earn. Oh, he's going to earn it. He's going to earn oh, it. Yeah. He's a big part of why we finished that first quarter up three points. But I just think, not to gloss over my point, which is I just really think that there is the culture change has been successful. The the. A lot of these games where you listen to our coach talk about how things went, what's different with the team, he's talking mindset. His quotes are oh, yeah. all about mindset. And They're when you bought can in. go they've bought in. They have bought in. And when you can go ten and one in the second game of back to backs and you can win in mm-hmm. the situation the team was in, that's a mindset change. That's a shift I of mindset. There's only two more. I believe there's only two more back-to-backs, and I know you and I both hate them. And I think we only have to suffer through two more back-to-backs in this 72-game abbreviated season. And the playoffs are now just, ah, this math hurts my head. But I think it's 13 games away now, Hank. 13 games away from the playoffs. Are you serious? It's already that close? No, no, excuse me, 15. There we go. 15 games away from the playoffs. Oh, boy. Here we go, man. Here we go. And our guy, and the, our new guys are looking nice. Our new guys are making a difference. It doesn't seem as though Boogie and Rondo get on the court and clunk things up. They're looking awesome. No. I mean, especially Rondo. We got to have our hats way off and tipped for the gameplay that we've seen from Rajon Rondo, the leadership, the quarterbacking. And on our last episode, you can literally hear from 
Rondo himself, talking about how the staff watching tape trained him for what to expect from the incoming offense so deftly that he was able to literally tell his fellow Clipper defenders, here's the play that Chris Paul's sons are about to run because number three on the other team, as he called him, which was one of the great things (laughs) ever. Number three on the other team called it out. And so he knew what CP3 called, and he knew what to expect. He put the Clippers in the right spot. They defended the ball. They won the game. And another great win tonight. You're telling me it's 10-1 and one on nights two of a back-to-back. All right, so I'm about to talk to you right now, Hank, Uh-oh. about the 15 games that remain before the playoffs. Because once it's the playoffs, it's just the best of the West. Now, we are definitely creeping up towards number two, that number two spot. It is possible for us to get there. I don't know that we will. We could. It just doesn't seem like the Suns want to lose those crumb bums. They have exactly as many wins as us at 39. It just seems like Utah is going to hang on. But I have said many, many times, you got to be one, two, or three, and it looks like the Clippers are distancing themselves from four, the Denver Nuggets, and I think we are locked in at that three. Anything could happen, and we're definitely well, on the right side of a win streak. And let's not forget the massive injury that the Nuggets have suffered this week, and what a bummer that is. The ACL is just the most brutal injury. It's where we've seen right. our best players. Jamal Murray is out for yeah, this season and well into next. It's just, yeah, oh, yeah, late next season. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's going to hurt that, them. I'd, but that being said, Hank, I still like them at the four. There's no way that – L word catches them. Well, they're only a game behind them, right? Two games behind. I them? don't. Yeah, I. <sighs> One they, game. The Blazers keep losing, and the L word keeps playing five hundred ball. Is what I've noticed. So right now, the L word is a game behind the Nuggets. The Nuggets are eight and two out of their last ten. But yes, M- Jamal Murray dropped. They still won the ball game. They still won their last ball game. Meanwhile, the Clippers, winning seven games in a row, are your hottest team in the NBA. And let's break down our final 15 games moving into the playoffs where we play the best of the West. I'm about to tell you right now, our season series versus all the other top seven of the top eight Western Conference teams. Ooh, fun. You're, we can turn it into a guessing game. I can tell you how many games we've played and what you think our record is, and then I'll tell you the right one. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go one through eight. Obviously, we're number three. Number one is Utah Jazz. We are done with our season series. We've played them three games. Do you know off the top of your head what that record is versus Utah Jazz? Oh, is it one and two? Oh, is it one and two? Is it two and one? One and two. I just had to reach for the bell. Oh, okay. Oh, I got it. When you didn't ring one and two. When you didn't ring the bell, I got excited and hoped it was two and one. Okay. Okay. No, no. It's one and two. Okay. It's one and two. They're very good. I don't know if you know that. The Utah Jazz are very good. Excellent. And the encouraging thing is that win that we got was in that weird two games in three days baseball style series. And we didn't have our guys in the loss, and we had all our guys, and they had all their guys. And we won. So that is very encouraging. All right, moving on to the Phoenix Suns, who, if mathematics equate correctly, we will face in the second round if the playoffs were tomorrow. We have played the Phoenix Suns a total of 
two times. Our game three of that series is April 28th. What's our record versus the Phoenix Suns? I believe that when we matched up against um, number three on the opposing team, we defeated them both times. (laughs) That's right. Two and oh. We are two and oh. And also, Devin Booker can eat it, man. He can eat it. He's got a, man, that kid has got an attitude problem. Man, yeah, he's he does. he's turning into the new Clay Thompson for me. He's not he's nowhere near that yet. Nowhere near that yet, but ugh. because he hasn't done anything yet. Like Clay Thompson, you know, went to the playoffs and faced off against us, and they also just like hated us for absolutely no reason. But then we, we, we played him in the playoffs, and you had that great shirt, "Shut Up Clay," <laughs> that you put on Jumbotron, which was amazing. Yeah, that was a fun one. It was a fun one. All right, I'm two, All right, I'm so- two for two. You're two for two. Number three is us, and you got to be one, two, or three if you want to be an NBA champion. Number four, the Denver Nuggets. Game three is coming up May 1st. We've played them a total of two times. What's our season series record versus those nugs? I feel like we split it. Am I right that we split it? Because I feel like it's a big one when we play him. Yeah! <laughs> one and one. He's three for three. Holy right, wowzers. I thought I was really them. nervous to do this. I was... Not purvis, but slightly purvis. Oh, Lord. You weren't purvis. You were just nervous if you're just tuning in somehow to a podcast, which is not possible. The only way you can just tune into a podcast is just randomly hitting skip 30, skip 30, skip 30, skip 30. Or if you, just or if you turned it on and you fell asleep. Which is not possible during this Oh, then not this show. scream fest. Not this. No, not this. Not like this. Toot toot fest. Not like these. Well, the bottom half of the top eight starts with the L word. If the playoffs were tomorrow, the Nuggets would play the L word. We've played the L word twice. Game three is on May 6th. What is our record versus the L word? Oh, shoot. I know we I know we beat them early. Right. Oh, right. And then the second time, the second time we played, oh, we beat them both times. Oh, Two I'm liking this. You're trend. four for four. You're four for four. The six team. Now, if the playoffs were tomorrow, three would play six. We would play the Trailblazers. Game three happens on 420, dude. dude. That, I believe, is a Tuesday, April 20th. We have played them two times. What's our record versus Dame Time Game Time's Jailblazers? This I really don't know. I know we for sure. You're going to take a guess. We swept them. Did we sweep them? We're sweeping them. Two and oh. Oh my gosh, I should buy a lottery ticket. And here we go. The bottom two teams out of the best of the West, the seven Dallas Mavs. Obviously, we know what happened round one in the bubble. We've played them all three games of our three-game season series. What is the record, Clippers versus Dallas Mavericks? Do you know? I know that we've – I for sure know we won one and lost one. And I'm I'm just going to stay with the trend and guess we're two and one versus the Mavs. I got hopeful. I got hopeful that your point of this game was to say that we have tiebreakers and everybody. We we we're one and two with them. We're one and two with Utah. We're one and two with Dallas. Now that being said, the only chance that we play these two teams is if everything goes right for us and we meet Utah in the Western Conference Finals, three versus one, or somehow two and seven matchup, and seven gets past two, and then we meet Dallas in round two instead of number three on the opposing team, CP3's Phoenix. So, look, if we're in the second round versus Dallas, even though we're one and two, I feel good about that matchup. And then eighth team, our old playoff rivals, who we 
barely have a rivalry with anymore. We've played two games versus Memphis versus everybody, Grizz in the grindhouse. One and one. Game three is night two of a back-to-back after playing the Blazers, April 21st. What is our season series versus Memphis? It was a baseball series. One of those two games in three days or two games in two days. I can't remember. Yeah, we it split it. I remember I remember games. we split it with them. I remember do I do remember that. I Six remember that or seven is vividly. pretty darn great. I remember pretty it vividly. darn great. I'll take it. I'll take those odds. I yeah, don't mind that at all. You gotta take it. You know, you know, man. I'd love it if we if we matched up against Phoenix at any point in the postseason because they won't have a point guard late in their whatever that series is. Because I just assume no, he'll, he'll go down injured. injured. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, like he literally misses multiple games, multiple playoff series. Like you, that's you know, his it, mo. I I want to say this. It's it's easy to to throw shade at him and do revisionist history about because because truthfully injuries to Chris Paul and honestly also Blake Griffin really did destroy derail the, the, the legacy of, of uh, lob city, like in, in the same game at one, in one series, both of them went down yes. injured in the same game and versus the blazers. But, I think but, in round one, it was you horrible. watch Chris Paul fully healthy and you watch him really playing in an offense that works with, you know, with a coach that's getting it done and a young stud. And he's so good. He's so good. I, I, you, you, it's, but, but it's easy to forget never... how good Chris Paul is. He's great. I, I think, I truly think when he was with Harden in Houston, he got to the Western Conference Finals and then got hurt. I, I really think that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. They were because they were up versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they were up. And weren't they Paul up like three down. games to one? And then he got it's, hurt, and they lost all their games. I mean, am I is that right? Yeah, or three two. I, I think so. We, this, what's funny so, is that we don't have to know because neither of the teams playing was the Clippers. So just a right. reminder to our fair listeners, we don't care. We don't care. No, we don't. About any team but the Clippers. <laughs> I think the only time CP was ever healthy throughout a playoffs was back when he was with the Charlotte Hornets. Not even oh, no, he was fully, was, no, he was fully healthy with Oklahoma City last season. He didn't go, in, go out injured. Didn't he finish that series? Oh, right. They just got beaten in the first round. I guess. I don't know, because it wasn't the Clippers. Because Shea Gilgis (laughs) Alexander is not as great as you want him to be. I'm sorry, folks. Oh, I love him, Him and Chris Paul were very fun together. Why did we let him go for the best Christmas past? Why did we let him go for the Western Conference Player of the Week, Paul George? For, like, literally who should be leading the MVP argument, PG-13, because he's played in so many games, he has not taken – weeks off like other leaders on teams in other hallways I this guy Joel Embiid went down because he was leading the MVP talks forever but he went down for a long time I think he might still be down or maybe just got back up but regardless we didn't didn't talk about the Pacers we didn't really talk about the Pacers game but Paul George almost triple doubled on that game it was I mean it was something like 40 piece it was 36 8 and seven. He, I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. And he could have, he could have stat, stat padded. He could have stat padded his way into a triple double, but he only wanted the W. He's had four games in a row with over 30 points. He's your Western Conference player of the week, as you said before. Paul George is just lights out butter. He is so smooth. I read something about him where he modeled his game after Carmelo Anthony, and it, now it's starting to make sense because I couldn't quite put my finger on the game that 
PG's reminds me of, and it, it's definitely slinky, cool, mellow at his prime. And I think Paul George is going to be the guy. I think he's, I think he's the straw that breaks the camel's back and gets us over the hump. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is automatic. Kawhi Leonard, you can't, he's the real deal. But PG thirteen is not going to have the emotional trauma that he had in the bubble. He's just not going to. He's a different guy. He's better for it. He reached out for help. He asked for help. He got the help he asked for it. He got it, and he needed it, and he's better for it. And I think this is his redemption year. I just love this team, man. They've got all the hustle and heart of those lovable losers who got knocked out in the first round but stole two in Oakland a couple seasons ago. And everyone loves that old team that never got out of round one because of all their heart. But this team's got that heart. We see that from the bench in that come-from-behind win versus Atlanta that I was in the building for. We saw it tonight in Detroit. We just see it night after night. These guys are winning no matter who you throw out there. And Ty Lue is just playing chess. And everybody else is playing a game of sorry out there, Hank. Well, listen, man, every... You could go back to Michael Jordan for players that love to be the underdog even when they are not the underdog. Remember how Michael Jordan would like make up slights and make up stories about how, how he'd been disrespected? Yes, you know, like I saw that, the documentary. Like, it was amazing how he would just really play up stuff that didn't really happen just to fire didn't him. Didn't happen. And I don't right. I, what what we have in common with that team that took two games in Oakland is that Nobody think we're the underdog again. We are we are actually the deepest number we are the number one team or top five team in almost every category. Uh, sure. but but because of what happened last season in the bubble, which is an anomaly, yes, we are basically being painted as a fraud. And so I frankly yeah. feel like there's no, not a lot of pressure. We're the underdogs. We are the underdogs. And on top of that. I've said many times that I didn't feel like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard's leadership style is like a Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, or Michael Jordan, these guys who, or Chris Paul, these guys who like to bark orders. They're not like that. They lead by example. They're not built to Rondo, be the guys however. who, oh, oh, how interesting. And did you see, did you see tonight during the game when Rondo dished to Boogie Cousins who drained like a 20 foot jumper? And I went, oh my gosh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Boogie Cousins That's can right. drain the mid-range shot. He can drain oh, threes. He can make dunks. I was listening like, to the game on the radio with the great Noah Eagle, who, by the way, so his good. father, Ion Eagle, calls the Nets. So there's a very oh, real dip. situation that it could be Nets, Clippers, Ion Eagle father versus, versus Noah son. Eagle. Oh, that's great. This is not your daddy's Clippers. Sounds like a WWE matchup. I was listening to the game on the radio, and I could l- literally hear Rondo barking. And then Noah Eagle says, well, there's the quarterback barking his orders out to his team. And I was like, oh, my God, that's yeah. Rondo? That is not Kawhi Leonard. him on that's, the radio. That's not what Kawhi Leonard wants. Is that what he wants? Even, even at the moment where Reggie Jackson was draining shots and they cut to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, Paul George is losing his mind. Kawhi Leonard um, politely has his mask down and is smiling and nodding. It's just He's just not the over-the-top <laughs> He's not but, the but, he's not the over the top gesticulating crazy man and that but we've got those guys. And did you see Reggie Jackson when Reggie Jackson is feeling himself, man? He would come down oh, yeah. the court 
with an extra skip step, like oh, yeah. flipping his oh, legs yeah. back behind his legs, dribble like playing hot hopscotch. Playing I mean, hopscotch. yes, playing hopscotch, double dutch. With the no confidence jump rope. is so high at exactly the right time. Go ahead. No, I thought cool. I thought Kawhi did show a little emotion when Reggie Jackson hit the game winner. He did. He, he was smiling. He did he had his smile, hands pumping in the air. Yes, yes. pumping in the air. But so not, drink. But not. <laughs> Come on. Kawhi Leonard smiled. So drink if you if you go back to the old Clippers <laughs> clip, drinking game. Episode. The old Clipcast drinking game. But uh, man, I just think we are so underrated. Well, uh, I'm glad you're saying that because. Because I I hear all the national media. My wife wakes up every morning and listens to Shannon and Skip, listens to Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. No wonder she's so mad all the time. I, I no no kidding. And I know. Look, I get it. They're contrarians, right? It's like a Republican barking at a Democrat. I totally get it. You know, one guy is gonna bark that he loves the L word and the Clippers are bums, and the other guy is gonna bark, no, the Clippers are the real deal and this is their year. But they do it with just a little less gust, with a little less wind in their sails. And the guys barking about how the Clippers are bums, like Charles Barkley, that they're pretenders, it's weird. They don't look at the fact that this team is being led right now by two-time NBA champion Rajon Rondo. They don't look at the fact that we are resting and getting the monster cyborg ready, two-time NBA Finals MVP the champion finger. Kawhi Leonard. The finger. This the claw. This guy, we're, they're literally resting him to get him right. We're resting Serge Ibaka, champion, been there multiple times. We're resting him to get them ready. They, for some reason, forget all the history that these players and Coach Ty Lue brings to the table. And they're only talking about an article of clothing, a jersey, a name on the front of the shirt. All they care about is some Clipper curse, and that's all they care. Oh, the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers always famously disappoint. Don't, no, they don't, okay? Not these guys. These guys don't famously disappoint. Yes, I know last year the bubble was a bust. We were up 3-1. But I'm sorry. History has shown me that Doc Rivers absolutely adores losing a 3-1 edge in the postseason, and he did it again. That's what he does, not the Clippers. That's what he does. The Clippers of yore, the, the classic Clippers, they don't make the playoffs. They don't win half of their games. This team is like 20 games over 500. That's not typical Clippers. No. And so we're very slowly shifting at a glacial pace the psyche, but they say, oh, typical Clippers. No, there's nothing typical no, about the no. three-seed Clippers going no. on a seven-game win streak. That's not, not even typical. close. Not even close. And note, and and by the way, we're so glad to have you on board as a Clippers fan, as a member of Clippers Nation, as a listener of Clips this Nash. podcast. If you joined in during the Lob City era, you are welcome. You are welcome. Sure. But please listen Absolutely. as these two old gentlemen who have been fans of the team for 20 <laughs> years and season ticket holders for 20 years tell you that you don't know heartbreak. Heartbra- right. Heartbreak is when they let the people from the upper bowl come down to the lower bowl because no one's in the stadium watching the game ever. Not because you're getting no. blown out, but because they're terrible. But I, but I will say this to what you're saying, to what you're saying, Chris. It's different. And here's how you can. Here's a game you can look at tonight. We're not going to get. We're not going to dig into the stats of all these past games. But you tell me, last season or season before that or five seasons before that, we're down 11 points with 4:20 to go in the second night of a back-to-back with no starters. 
You think we fight back? You think we make adjustments no. and fight back and win that game? Not because at all. I don't think we do. And I and I was and I was so something. scared of OT. Like in my in my mind for one second I was like, oh, yeah, oh man, if we got if we got to OT, our guys are so tired. And then and then Out you're watching these guys hustle for the ball, and you're like, they could play three OTs. They are. Ju- it's a different. <laughs> Amir Coffee jumps out of the building oh my to put gosh. his fingers on an inbound pass. How great was he? He is so. He is a guy. We're so deep. We're so deep. Well, here's the thing, Hank. I, I look back in the past. I look in the rear view, and I say, okay, well, you know, the Clippers had that crazy comeback versus Memphis the, uh, many, many years ago. The Clippers had that crazy comeback versus Oakland two years ago. Sure. Again, these were round one playoff comebacks, not from the bench, not sparked by an unlikely spark plug. It was Blake Griffin yeah. and Chris Paul who Five, got us back in the Not that a single game. starter on the court. And two new guys. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. That Atlanta, that that comeback versus Atlanta, where coach does the hockey switch and takes all five starters out and puts five bench guys in. That that's usually Doc Rivers throwing in the towel. Or honestly, Doc Rivers, I don't even know if he goes to that. But regardless, Ty Lu went to it and it worked. This team is clicking at the right time. We are going, we are marching into the playoffs here in mid to late April for a May playoff berth that is going to be a great seeding. We literally right now look to play the two teams that we have swept on the season series. So I've definitely got my eyes on that game three uh, versus Phoenix and that game three versus Portland, knowing that we're going to win that season series regardless, but also knowing that if we sweep them, that is a massive statement knowing full well that's likely who we're meeting in the playoffs. Well, it's not just a statement, right? It also, if we happened to come up against them, gives us home court advantage. So we like that as well. Now, now, what do you think about our next? Well, we don't have home court advantage versus Phoenix, though. If they're two seed and we're three seed, we don't have home court advantage. Oh, duh. We yeah, just yeah, have yeah. Swagged, we just have swagadociousness. Well, we have that anyway because we're very arrogant people, you and me. Uh, what <laughs> now? How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, tomorrow's game? And by the time everyone's listening to this, versus uh, Philly, what's your feeling about that matchup? Uh, do we match up? We're our, all of our stats are pretty close. They out-rebound us by a couple of rebounds a game, but we outscore them by a couple of points per game. Points allowed is pretty much the same. Assists per game, pretty much the same. Uh, how do you how do you think that goes? Yeah, we've got one more win than them. They've got one less loss than us. Obviously, we beat them when we last met in L.A. It's definitely going to be a little bit of a grudge match, revenge match. I believe they have Joel Embiid back so that's a huge thing for them they do and i honestly don't know what to expect because who is mook gonna be there you know paul george is gonna be yeah that's what i was gonna say what who who plays who plays that's really the question why gonna be there we know pat beverly sadly broke his hand he's out for three (sighs) weeks do you have any intel on how he did it get him in the playoffs do you know how he did it I, i i just assume it happened Versus the Suns. And I just assume it happened when number three on the opposing team. <laughs> That's a great bit. And that crazy flagrant thing that he got thrown out for. So I, I but I have no idea. I honestly don't know. And, and that's the kind of thing, sadly, that if we were in the locker room, we can quickly get to the bottom of. But we're not in the locker room. We're a little bit limited because of these crazy times that we live in. But 
fans are back in the building Sunday night, April 18th. That is going to be a beauty to have Clippers Nation back in the building. 3,000 fans. But still, 3,000 is better than zero. Oh, it's a lot of fans. Hank. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Actually, to be fair, the nights that I was there, they let one fan in the building. So now they're Just going you. up from one to three thousand. Which Where is, is it? Definitely... Are you the one? Are you the one fan? Is that the joke? I like it. Yes, I was the one fan that they let in the building, and I couldn't help myself. I definitely cheered underneath my mask. I just can't help myself, and I definitely cackled like an evil witch when stupid Booker missed that wide open dunk. What a dummy! Oh, that was great. I literally was like, yeah. Well, that's a cackle. <laughs> and you little number three two that's a textbook cackle that is hey did you hear so you didn't you didn't hear siemens game you didn't hear siemens call tonight because you're not at all i heard i heard no i heard noah eagle wire to wire i was able to watch some of the game i heard all of the game and then obviously i saw the highlights but i watched the final five minutes because bally fixed their app that's been on the fritz ever since the fox sports to bally switch has happened what is that exactly real It's been a real tempestuous relationship. I like Bally. I've got a Miss Pac-Man arcade game here in the Tiki Hut studio where I'm broadcasting from, and it literally says Midway and Bally, a Bally company. I'm looking at the Bally logo here in the Tiki Hut studio. You know I love Bally. We love them. So I want Bally to work out, but since they made the switch, it's been real hot and cold, the app. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Tonight, I can only watch strongman competition of people in the winter lifting trees. That's and I was nice. Like, Get the hell out of here. It's well, not that's nice. nice. And I want to see Detroit basketball, Detroit specifically the Pistons, <laughs> becoming undone by these Los Angeles Clippers. I do wonder if we can get that eight in a row going into Philadelphia. It's going to be a great game oh, tomorrow it's gonna, night. It's going to be a great game. Seaman had this moment tonight in the second quarter where he, I don't remember what he was talking about, whatever it was, some stat. You know, the Clippers always do do this, 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 and this. How do they do that, Brian? Right. He Have you heard him do this bit before where he asks himself the follow-up question? He's the best. It was great. He said, Brian, how do they do that? Well, I'll tell you, Brian. And then he answers his own question, and you could just hear <laughs> the czar, like, cracking up. He's like, what, did you oh, just say? And, he, and, and Brian said, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, I called games for nine years on the radio for the Clippers all by myself, and sometimes I talk to myself. <laughs> I just love him. I just love him. He's just and all, great. And also, when he calls the games with Jimmy Jackson, he has to do most of the heavy lifting. Oh, you know, so hey, oh, like being, It's like being back on the radio. Buddy, I'm well, really Joel glad Embiid, I'm really glad they got yeah. that app figured out because up until the fourth quarter of this game, they've been really putting the app back in crappy iPhone application. It's been yeah, terrible. You sure you've been bummed. Oh, it's been the worst. It's been the absolute worst. I had to I had to like watch a game via some sort of Russian spy firmware. I'm pretty sure I leaked the bank accounts of everyone on my block by accident. You like, shouldn't have those anyway, horrible. buddy. You shouldn't have those anyway. I know that, but I had to watch my sweet sweet, my sweet sweet Clippers. So Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are active for Philadelphia. This is going to be a hell of a great game. Obviously, Doc Rivers versus his old assistant Ty Lue. It's a great story, and I, it's going to be a great game. I really, obviously. Love the Clippers because we've just won seven in a row because Rondo doesn't know loss. I just think, obviously, this team finds a way once again to get the W no matter who shows up. 
Well, your lips to God's ears. I, I, I am a little bit more cast contingent, as we say in our business. I'm very curious to see oh, who's very, who's going to play. Apropos. Uh, but I yeah. do think that a lot of our guys are uh, could have played tonight if they'd had to play tonight. So I, I think there's. I agree, Hank. You know, some right knee soreness for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George put up big minutes and probably they're were on the road. I think they're going to play. I think they play on Friday night, and if they play on Friday night, I think we win the game. And if they don't, eh, I think we win the game. I think we're going to win that game. <laughs> and we're not doing a podcast well, on two... Friday night because you'll be on vacation so I can make all the boasts I want. I don't have to back it up. That's absolutely right. Two more back-to-backs, and I absolutely think for certain your superstars are not going to play those back-to-backs. You're, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are not playing the two remaining back-to-backs, all four of those games. Absolutely not. I know Kawhi has a – I thought it was a sore foot. You're telling me it's a sore knee, but regardless, whatever it is – he's ready to go. If this was the playoffs, A, there are no back-to-backs, and B, he would play every, not every minute, but every game, and it isn't. It's the regular season. We're distancing ourselves from the four and certainly the five seed. We're looking strong in that three seed. We're kind of creeping up on two, but here we are in that top three seeds where we need to be, and we're just going to rest these guys in those back-to-backs. So we'll find out who the cast is on Friday night, and I can't wait. And then Sunday night, it's a gimme game. Let the fans back in the building at home versus Minnesota, who they just stink. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back at Portland home versus Memphis. That's your six and your eight seed. Very interesting, very cool to see us play the bottom tier of the playoffs. Obviously, that Portland game looks like a round one preview, and we have owned Damian Lillard. So I I can't wait for this. These last 14, 15, excuse me, 15 games of regular season basketball. So excited. I feel the same way. Now, I, I do want to disagree with one point. The Timberwolves, you know, they're looking strong. They're only 24 and a half games behind us in the Western Conference standings. <laughs> Oh, thanks, buddy. I thought you'd enjoy that. Look, we're always going to look out for (laughs) trap games. We always have to look out for trap games, but uh, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. First game with fans in the building. First game with fans in the building, it's going to be bananas. The the Clippers players are going to go nuts. Really? And and the Clippers nation gets to see a show. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I wish I was in the building, but I'll... Still be coming uh, off of my vacation. I'm gone Friday to Monday. I can't wait. A little slice of paradise, Hank. And I'll be able to watch the games on cable television and not have to deal with the uppity app. I can just watch it on basic cable. So I'm excited for that. Now, just listen. If you are, if it ends up being that something weird happens and you come home, um, fire a tweet out there just to let people know because your best friend might be crashing in your house without telling you. <laughs> Just, I never should have told you where I keep the secret key. Why did I ever tell you? Well, and you never should have bought me a professional. You never should have bought me a professional lockpick kit for my birthday all those years ago. But you did, and now I'm real good at it. I also shouldn't leave the doors open when I leave. You always do. Wide open. <laughs> I'm. I just love the insects. Well, buddy, I hope you have a great time. Let's text it up during the game. I'm sure you'll be tweeting it up. Uh, with the fans, but holy cow, Clippers Nation, feel good about this one. Feel good about this one. This Seven is, in a row. A- any worries you might have about where we stand coming into the this late part of the season when you have five starters out and your bench comes up big like this, 
Mm. Uh, and sure from did. behind win, holy smokers, to quote the, oh, you love the, that, the, Hank. the great Ralph Lawler. I loved it. I loved every bit of it, and I love Clippers Nation. Hey, if you love us, don't forget to subscribe and share and tell your friends. really helps us out when lots of people are subscribed and giving us great reviews and, um, and tuning in. But we love doing the podcast, and we love you. Absolutely, and we love Reggie Action Jackson. Oh, we call man. him Hot Sauce. Now listen to this. Here's something you, you maybe didn't know about Reggie Action Jackson. They call him Hot Sauce. His season stats, his season average, he averages 10 points a game. Oh, last night in Detroit, he got 29. That is 19 points higher than his average. He averages three rebounds a game. Oh, he doubled that last night in Detroit, got six rebounds. Reggie was too busy scoring to get any assists. That's why he only got one. He usually averages three. And I'll tell you something. He was the man of the hour, Detroit's finest. He was a military brat, just like you, Hank. He moved around a lot, son of the military. Your dad was in the service, wasn't he, Hank? Oh, yeah, Air Force. We're he's Air Force, and both of my grandfathers were Air Force. We're a multi-generational Air Force family, and I got cousins who are still active duty military. We're a big military family. We're very pro-military. But you know that when you claim a town as your own, mm. it means a lot more yeah. almost to you because you moved around so much. Yeah, you're claiming it. Jackson left Oklahoma City, young, young boy, uh, just won an opportunity. Um, you know, a chance to prove myself in this league and and to come here, play here for five and a half seasons uh, was a blessing. Honestly, it was a blessing. It shaped me, you know, the ups and downs of the league, the tough nights, the joyous times, um, learning how to try to be consistent. Um, you know, it shaped me on and off the court. So I'm forever thankful for my time spent here. And, you know, other than when we're playing them, playing, you know, the Pistons, I definitely, I'm out there texting you know, the old guys who are here at the facility still with the organization. Um, I wish them the best. I always wish them the best. I'll, I'll forever, uh, you know, have a piss and blood running through my veins. And uh, so I'm, I'm forever thankful and forever in gratitude, you know, for, for what this organization and the city done for me. You're not, you're just not from there. Yeah. You really, you're claiming it and deciding it's the place where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. And, yes. and, and let's not forget, by the way, that we have Reggie Jackson for like a million and a half dollars a year. Absolutely. He's not only been great. The Clippers he's pay a great us more to podcast. Did you know that? Oh my gosh. Are you are we getting paid for this? <laughs> no. Oh, never mind. So <laughs> Reggie Jackson <laughs> claims Detroit as his own, and he absolutely put on a show for the hometown for the fans, and he got the hometown heroics, and he got the game ball, he got the game winner, he got the buzzer beater. Well, it wasn't the buzzer beater, but it was certainly the game winner with two seconds left on the clock. What a fantastic W. You got to feel great, Clippers Nation. That's seven in a row. And here we go up against our old coach, Doc Rivers. What a time to be a member of Clippers Nation. Something is different about this team. National media can say what it wants. People can be purvis or nervous if they want. But there's something different about these Clippers. This is not the old Clippers. This isn't, like I said earlier on the show, Hank, the old Clippers never got anywhere near the playoffs, not even the eight seed. No. And then Blake Griffin changed a lot of things. And what happened? They became known for losing early. That's still not what they, that's their classically losers, not playoff losers, regular season losers. Well, then Blake Griffin came and they would exit early. 
Blake Griffin's gone. Number three on the other team is gone. Everybody's left. Sterling, gone. Dunleavy, gone. Doc Rivers, gone. All of the ghosts are gone. And soon, even the building will be gone. So there's something different about these guys. And I think we can win a chip or two in Staples Center before we move to Inglewood. And I get to drive surface streets 10 minutes to the game. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to literally keep my camping gear at your house and just sleep in your backyard after every game just for fun, just because I can. It's not that far a drive for me either, but I'll do it. I do want to say, obviously, obviously, it wasn't no playoffs and then Blake Griffin. We did have the great Sam Cassell uh, one run there. One fluky I know, season. but it was the one time. It was the one time where we had it happen for us prior to that. But as far as actual consistently, uh, consistently defying expectations and making it into the postseason and selling out arenas and all that stuff, all started with Blake Griffin. No doubt well, about and it. And here's another stat. Here's another stat, and it's official now because we've got our 39th win in a 72 game season. This is a decade of winning basketball. This is. The That's amazing year to me. in a row. Are you kidding? Over 500 basketball. That is the first time in the 51 years of the Clipper organization going back to the Buffalo Braves days. We never won 10 seasons in a row, ever. And here we are. I'm telling you, something's different. So doubt all you want, Thomas. Doubt all you want, national media. We love being the underdogs. We love being the people that not the front runners root for we're not the dallas cowboys or the new york yankees or even the purple and gold worst color combination in the history of optics l word we're the little brother in air quotes and guess what the little brother sometimes wins it all just ask Kawhi and the toronto raptors boom boom i like it i'd man. like to sound the horn if you don't mind i think we ought to and i'd like yeah, I think we should. And before we go, Hank, I just want you to get out of some victory toots. You can sound the horn and toss to Mr. Man of the Hour, Hot Sauce, Action Jackson, because we're going to hear a little bit from him on the way out. Toot, toot. And here's Reggie Jackson. Yeah, um, I think it would be easy to cop out and go ahead and you know, rest on all the laurels, rest on that streak that we had. But um, like I said, I'm just proud of the way we competed. And, um I know a saying when I was playing Oklahoma City was we used to always say it was young, dumb, and athletic. And I fortunate enough we had some of our young guys out there who were just showing uh, their prowess, showing their athleticism, showing their competitive nature and finding ways to get stops. And, you know, like I said, the whole team was there doing everything they, they do. Nick's great on ball, finding ways to deflect, um, finding ways to guard the best <clears throat> offensive man for us. You know, he made it tough on Jeremy uh, Grant at the end. But, you know, those young guys, Amir coming up big, Terrence coming up big, just finding ways to continue to stay hungry, stay staying in the game, stay in the fight, and uh, just keep hope alive and keep trusting that there's going to be a way out. Um, was very impressive for myself um, just to witness and be a part of. So I'm just happy, like I said, the way this group uh, competed tonight and found a way to get a win. But um, I think the thing is, is this group believes anything's possible. And we have a never-say-die mentality. You know, we all work. We work extremely hard on our game. and. Um, like I said, they just kept giving me confidence. I, I thanked them too, uh, immediately when we got in the locker room. I thanked them this entire time. They've still been, you know, telling me it's a big shot. But more importantly, uh, I was thankful for them. It was hard for me not to have confidence. The way that the way that they were going, the way that they were bigging me up, hyping me up throughout the game, um, we were all on each other. But in that moment, they were, they were confident that we were going to get stopped. And then 
um, once we did, they were confident in myself, you know, letting me know that I was going to make the shot. So even if there was any any sense of doubt, um, which there wasn't for myself, um, they didn't allow it to creep in. They made me feel even more confident than I did already. So I just felt the ball felt good and fortunate enough to make a shot. And I'm just happy to get a win for the team. And on the next Clipcast, we'll see if Malik fits. <laughs> to be continued. Uh, if Malik fits. <laughs>